lights. It's seven Friday night. All right, all right. I think we're gonna get this. I think we can do this. Here we go. The autumn wind is a pirate. Building from a stiff breeze off the Delta shore. Behind the marching band's rollicking song, he sweeps along, killing opponents to their core. I think that's pretty good, right? You know, we're always inspired by a trip to School Street in Pittsburgh, California. <laughs> yeah, we are. And that's exactly what we did this week. It's a big game, big game there this week, as, as pretty much anyone in the Bay Area has probably figured out at this point, if they're paying any attention. But you, Sarah San Mateo, uh, Patrick Walsh's Padres, come to uh, Pirate Stadium, and they take on the Pittsburgh Pirates. And we, uh, we visited Coach Galley. We, we, we actually physically took the show on the road this week, visited School Street, and we talked to Coach Galley. Got a lot of information, had a good chat with them. We'll have that conversation for you in, in a little bit. Uh, Coach Edson came back to the show again, and we're pretty packed this week. This should be a good episode. I'm excited. It's a good week to be a high school football fan in Northern California. Absolutely. Uh, we, uh, uh, as promised, although there was some doubt last week that I would actually make the trip to Monterey Trail to see Monterey Trail in Folsom, and we're not going to talk about uh, my slow pitch softball injury that almost prevented me from doing that because that's in my contract. Um, but we did make it up to the Sacramento area, uh, South Sacramento area to be exact last week and took in some football, um, saw a very, very impressive, uh, performance by Folsom that we will get into. But, um, the biggest thing was we got back to the sidelines. Um, and, yeah. uh, Credit to the, the good folks at Monterey Trail for putting on a great um, event Friday night. No hassles for us media types, which we always appreciate. So it was just really great to be back on the sideline. And it will be great to see both the sections along with the uh, CCS as well um, in our coverage footprint, I suppose you would call it, uh, get back to action this week. So uh, it, it's nothing but good times here on the... Uh, seven Friday night podcast. Yep. Uh, no, no doubt about it. That was, that was fun last week. It was really nice to get back out to a uh, more normal Friday night light setting. And I just, I can't wait for this week. So we have uh, to, to get further into the spirit of things. We have a new segment that we'd like to introduce this week. Uh, we're not stealing this from anyone, I swear. Um, <laughs> but we're, we're going to call it fill the gap yeah uh, in our best football vernacular <laughs> um and uh it will essentially be uh using that time honored podcasting mechanism where we will fill in the blank for uh a specific sentence and so uh we will get started i'm going to give you one uh to get us started this week and it goes back to last week and what we were just talking about uh, fill in the blank here. Folsom's win was blank. Uh, one quick question. Uh, yeah. are, we, are we trying to limit it to just a single word or, are we, or can we go a phrase? How are we going to do this? You can go, you're, you're 
uh, self-professed wordsmith. You make the call. Bolson win was complete. That's what I mean. That was a complete dismantling of Monterey Trail. And Monterey Trail is a very proud program. And they, I thought they, they hung with them for almost, I mean, almost a full half. Uh, but the Folsom beat them in every phase of the game and they made plays in every phase of the game. Tyler Tremaine was impressive as advertised through for five touchdowns, also rushed for a touchdown. We didn't see a lot of their rushing game because they didn't need it, but they did break off a couple of big chunk plays on the ground. Uh, Rico Flores was a good advertise, caught two uh, pass touchdown passes. He also had a big a big play in, in special teams with like I, I think a forty plus yard punt return. So they they looked the part. They looked like a, the number two team in Northern California. And you know when we when we set out our preseason NorCal football rankings and we posted them in the intro, I said De Los Alamos one and Folsom is one A, and I think that's where we're at. And I think that that game on October 1st is going to be for some serious marbles. Well done. See, you only needed one word. I know. I'm, I'm proud of that. So I will give you one. How about we go with uh, the Friday night light setting at Monterey Trail was? Uh, the Friday night light setting at Monterey Trail was normal question mark. <laughs> It was normal in the sense that if you were standing where we were on the sidelines, nothing felt different. Yes, we were wearing a mask. Yes, multiple people on the sideline were wearing a mask. Uh, yes, Folsom, we, we walked the Folsom sideline and they did not have a water cooler. They had big bins of um, single use uh, bottled water. Those are, those are different things, but take it in totality. Take the whole thing at once it was as normal as you can possibly get these days um we we talked to coach galley yesterday about uh it not being so normal at pittsburgh this week and we're going to get into that but at least where we were last week i'm going to say it was normal and i'm going to put a question mark on it just because a who the heck knows what that means anymore and b um Maybe that's due to the fact that the Monterey Trail administration did such a good job of enabling players, coaches, fans, parents to have something of a normal experience. So, um, again, props to the to the good folks at Monterey Trail for doing a great job last week. And we wanted to give a shout out to their I, I know you wanted to give a shout out to their clever PA announcer. Fantastic. You were, you were a big fan. Cracking jokes, telling us that the timeouts were sponsored by the math department and the um, and the English department. Top notch. Uh, I, I would go back to listen to that. Back to your sentiment, I, I would agree with you. I think we're going to see a wide spectrum of atmospheres this year. And I think towards the end of the year, hopefully we're much closer to what we saw at Monterey Trail across across NorCal because that that would be that would be welcome for sure. So yeah, I, let's. Let's get to School Street. We um, we got a hold of, of Coach Galley early in the week, asked him if we could drop by. We brought the show along, and here's a here's a little bit of our conversation with Coach Galley. So we're here. The big game this week is obviously certainly in the Bay Area, maybe even in all of Northern California. Is number four ranked Sarah, number three ranked Pittsburgh. We actually traveled out to School Street. We're here. One of our favorites. Uh, we came out to School Street. Uh, we're here, and we're talking to, to Coach Victor Galley in his 20th season with the Pirates. 
what are you, what are your thoughts? Uh, you guys, you guys had your uh, you shared a little bit of, with us here a few minutes ago, but give us your thoughts on on this group and what you thought about the scrimmage. Well, um, twenty years, man, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> but uh, no, I th- I thought uh, the scrimmage was uh, was pretty necessary. Um, it, it was you know I can't remember the last time we scrimmaged to tell you the truth, but it was uh, it was good. We uh, we got to see some live bullets um, against a quality program, and um, um, we did some good things. We started out kind of slow. Um, you know we definitely haven't arrived. We're not where we need to be, but we, you know we were able to see it against a quality opponent. Um, and know that you know the things that we need to prepare for, but uh, it was good all in all. I mean, we, we both teams came out injury free, um, and it was uh, there was some things to be learned. So we got some good film off of it, and we were able to teach our, our uh, players to uh, what we need to improve on. What's the uh, what's the energy like in camp this week? Just knowing that these guys haven't seen live competition for so long in front of a Friday night, well, we'll say crowd in parenthesis, or in quotation marks. Yeah. But uh, what's the energy like around uh, camp this week, just because it's the first week of the season? Um, I know you guys want the big, nice answer, but quite honestly, yesterday was just a, a mess because we, we had to test for COVID. So instead of watching film and lifting like, like we normally would, we were, it was just, it was like an unorganized jumbled mess because of the whole um, testing aspect of it and I think when we got it, it wasn't a great practice um you know I'm hoping today we go out with a lot more energy and and, and uh, a sense of urgency it just seemed like uh, yesterday was kind of uh, a, a, a monkey wrench got thrown in, in the in the fire you know in, in this whole thing for this week and it is an exciting week but um with all of this stuff that's you know going on and you know and like I said we're the only ones that are restricting fans and 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 uh you know, it's a, it's a tough ticket to buy, but you are going to be able to watch it on live TV. It's on coffee TV, and you can stream it and all that other stuff. But um, I'm not the technical person, but that's – so um, I would like to give you the answer. That, yeah, we're juiced. We're ready to go. I, I think that, that we are and we will be. But yesterday was just, uh, um, you know, kind of not the greatest day for a, a game of this magnitude. You and Sarah Coach Patrick Walsh go way back. You're both De La Salle grads. I think you both started around the same time. He's either in, either in his 19th or 20th season at Sarah. You guys have played against each other uh, for you know, six of the past seven years, right? So you guys have any friendly wagers going? or No, we don't, we don't wager anymore. No, <laughs> not, not, on, not, not on each other's games, no. But, nah, it's a friendly uh, rivalry, but you know what? It, it, it's become a... a you know, especially he, he he got us pretty good. You know, the last time we got him three times before that, so um, it's it's a good game. It's a quality game for for both uh, programs, um, and we talk about it. And, and, and we're and we're good. And, and it's we want to keep this thing going because and, and you know the way it's always been a, a pretty good you know premier game. But I mean, I I think maybe not not as much as this magnitude for this one coming up this Friday. So it should be good. I mean, I. It should. I hope it's going to be you know good and entertaining. Uh, but man, it's been you know two years since any really significant football, and you know we'll see what happens. I know he's loaded over there. 
Is part of your anxiety because uh, normal teams would take a week off and schedule someone uh, a little lighter next week, and you've chosen uh, for the 700th year in a row not yeah, to do that? I know. <laughs> I might. I, sometimes I think it might need my head examined. But, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, in the end, uh, the the North Coast section goes through Dillisau. So, um, you know, my thinking behind this is is that we will you know play some really good teams. I mean, you know, it'd be great to be two and zero or one and one or what, you know. But we could end up zero and two. But it, but in the end, we're going to play against you know really heavyweights and quality programs, and we'll be battle tested. So then we get through a league and, and you know have an opportunity in the playoffs. You know, we'll we'll have seen what we're what we're what we're going to you know see to get you know in the NCS final and and what it's going to take to you know move on maybe past that. But you know that that is the uh, the premise behind you know the, the tough schedule. And plus, nobody wants to play us. Quite honestly, anybody you know that that you know we're not going to get you know uh, uh, too many lesser schools that'll you know give you that game. And there's there's some, but it, it's it's hard to schedule. I mean, I, we used to play the EBL all the time. You know, like when we were doing Monte Vista, which was a which was a great rival. We you know we had some really good games with you know Craig over there, and and we played you know uh, Cal. High and, and, and ceremony, you know the the, you know at the time the upper echelon teams over there, and and they stopped playing us. I mean like you know we're I mean we're okay we're good but like, you know so the the, you know, well, the, the golden league or the team the, the the league that everybody loved back in the day, um you know don't, doesn't want to, you know they'll play other teams in our league, but they won't play us. So, we got room next year. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you, I think that's crazy because especially, I mean, if I was a coach who wanted to really test my team in a normal year to bring, you know, especially like, I mean, you guys would be the ultimate road test because in a normal year, you're the atmosphere is, is about as tough as you can get for a regular season game. And it's even, it's even tougher for playoffs. Obviously we've already touched on that. You you don't get that in this game this week and hopefully you get a little more. You do get the band back. You didn't get the, you didn't have the band in the spring, right? We'll have the cheerleaders. We are going to have the band. Um, You know, the players are limited to three, to three tickets per, per uh, player. Um, And the coaches will get whatever scraps are left. And it's, you know, it's just, it, and I, it's not that, I don't think we're going to have the same, um, uh, the concessions when, when you see the, the barbecue and the smoke in the back and the but you're going to get a lot more than you did in the spring so uh, that's good um, so it, it it'll it'll still be it'll still be rocking but it just you know uh, with a little little less volume. Well, we've had a blast coming back here. We did more than a few of our two geeks video segments on this campus, and you were no stranger to them. And did you ever think you'd be back here with us twelve years later? Man, it's great. I, you know what? I, no, seriously, I I will say, man, that's what like it's when I, you know first was was coaching and and when when the when the newspaper I couldn't wait to you know look at the newspaper the next morning and open it up and 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 you know see the the high school coverage. You guys did such an excellent job and you were you know a big part of uh, of of the whole high school atmosphere and all the and all the. It was just such a, a better job back then with all this like all this technologies. You know, I'm not. You guys obviously got your your stuff here. And you, you guys have adapted. I I really haven't. Um, but uh, it was awesome, man. You guys, you know, did such a great job. And then you know, uh, moving on and you know, doing doing uh, the you know sports stars and 
you guys doing what you do. You guys are still doing it, doing it big and doing it great. But I do miss the old days a lot. I miss you, know, you guys. We you know have the we'd, then we'd have the stats once a week. You guys would update like the the, the leaders and passing leaders and man, there ain't nothing anymore. You, you had know, to train a stat person because we left the sidelines. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, every, and every once in a while, for the record book, I got I have to go back and ask you for a box score. That's I, I got one from you not that long ago. And I, yeah, that, yeah, I was so. going to bring that up. You know, we took we had such a good time coming to every school we could, but the schools with rich football history, the newspaper played such a big part oh, in man. how those schools could document that and to be a part of that. And like you said. The two of us and you have communicated several times over the years on yeah. additions to the Pittsburgh record book. Oh, yeah. Playing a, a part in that is really cool. Right. Right. Well, we've been playing football, well, since 1924. And, you know, the record book dates back to, to then. And, you know, you have, uh, there's so much stuff in there. And, you know, if it wasn't for you guys, you know, contribution, I mean, it, it wouldn't have been able to, to carry forth. And it's... I just remember the, the craziness and, and the show, and I was so young back then. I'm, you know, now I'm like, I feel like I, I forget my own name sometimes. But it, it's uh, not nah, that was that was a fun fun time. I do miss a lot of the old days, and you know, and I, I miss the newspaper. We do too. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got to be a little. I mean, I know you're you're tempering things because you you know you. You know, it's, it's the first you, you haven't played live bullets yet. No, but you've got to be pretty excited about this group, about what I'm, what I'm it could be. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm very excited of what of what it can be. Yeah, and and um, you know, on paper, you know, we got dudes, and we have you know, um, we have the potential, and I, and the poten- the p word, the good old p word, <laughs> with the potential to be a very good and dangerous team, and somebody that can make a lot of noise, but. I just need everybody to understand. I don't think we're that team yet. I think that 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 potentially we can be, and we can make a lot of noise. And in the end, it it, it you know it, it could be a um, it could be a very very uh, successful year. And now we're going to take a quick timeout for a quick message from Sports Stars Magazine's podcast partner, the California Army National Guard. We understand an upside down world. But they're writing us off before we get to the starting line. A stalled generation? Who do you think is going to fix all this? We will, because our future is the future. The next greatest generation is now. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. And now, back to the show. Well, it's always a good uh, conversation when we get a chance to go out and talk to Coach Galley and the Pirate staff. Um, one thing I was, uh, I'm always impressed with is just the football culture that they have there. The guys are, no matter if it's a big game week or a not so big game week, uh, they always seem locked in and, and kind of ready to do their business. So um, that was good to see. Good to see things haven't changed too much uh, out there. Um, it is unquestionably the game of the week. Um, you have the uh, seniority and rank here uh, at Sports Stars Magazine. So you will be at School Street on Friday night. Uh, I will be at a site to be determined. Um, so, uh, what, you know, what are you most looking forward to about getting back out to, uh, Pittsburgh in a big game atmosphere? Well, I'd be most looking forward to the big game atmosphere. Um, and we won't quite get that as we, as we kind of touched on with, with coach Scali, 
it, it's unfortunate, but you know, Pittsburgh Unified School District is being a little ca extra cautious and they're one of the few districts that are still going to limit attendance uh, to a select number of tickets for each player, uh, which was kind of the norm in spring. Uh, and so they're gonna, but they are gonna bring the band back. The band is gonna be there uh, and will perform and, and will be in the stands and that's a large band. So they'll get some students there, which is good. We'll get the we'll get the ambiance of the band and hopefully the drum line. Although I don't know if they'll let the drum line down the sideline for kickoff. That might that might be a bridge too far. But but we'll uh, but I will look forward to that. I'll look forward to seeing the band. I'll look forward to the. There's just going to be even without even without a full stadium. There's going to be an electricity in the air because this is a game that really does mean something. Uh, Sarah is we have Sarah ranked number four in NorCal. We have Pittsburgh ranked number three in NorCal. A lot of the other media outlets in NorCal have them switched, but right next to each other with Sarah being right above Pittsburgh. Uh, and they almost all have them in their top, top three or four in Northern California. So the big game, they are two coaches I immensely respect, uh, Coach Galley, Coach Walsh. And they always seem, I've seen a couple of the previous uh, games in this series. I think they played five out of the last six years and they always, they never fail to disappoint. They're always, they always seem to deliver and I, I'm excited about it. And I, we're gonna do picks later and I'm not gonna touch that game. <laughs> I just, I have no idea who's gonna pull that, who's gonna pull that one out. Um, yeah, I, so we, we have a, our, our regular recurring guest, Coach Edson, knows a lot about these two teams, both Sarah and, and Pittsburgh. They, he's coached against them many times, and he's uh, also he's also coached both coaches in in their in their uh, prep days at De La Salle. So uh, he brought a lot of insight. And um, let's go let's go jump in with uh, with Coach Edson. So we welcome back Coach Edson once again, Coach. It's our uh, it's the it's the first big week in the North Coast section. The Bay Area football returns. Ben and I just got done uh, with a visit to School Street in Pittsburgh, where we uh, we talked about uh, we talked with uh, Coach Galley about his Pittsburgh Pirates. So they have the big game this week where they host Sarah, two coaches that you know rather well. And uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a big week, and we're kind of focusing on that game today for the most part. Yeah, it was a, it was a good trip out to Pittsburgh. Got a chance to see the guys in action. Um, see uh, how practice was running uh, at Pittsburgh. And we had a chance to ask uh, Coach Galley uh, some memories of his time, both in high school and as an early coach. And so we thought we figured we would uh, start things off with you this week by asking you to share some thoughts about a younger and uh, maybe now slightly older coach, Victor Galley. And what thoughts would you like me to share, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> Only the truth. We always call him slick, you know, slick. <laughs> Because the guy always had to look great. Uh, he's uniform. He's always been a big guy. I think he brought the color black to De La Salle, <laughs> was, uh, even though we're green and white somehow. But uh, Vic was always the stylish, uh, the one of the coaching staff. Always looked good. Every hair perfectly in place as a player, <laughs> as a coach. Uh, I'm like the exact opposite. I'm like Oscar Madison uh, compared uh, to Vic. But, uh, you know, Vic, uh, you knew back then, even though he was a Bears fan, 
he actually knew something about offense, which you wouldn't know that following the Bears all these years. But uh, there's no doubt about it. He's always an innovative coach. Uh, players always uh, loved being around him. He, he was a, a good guy, a fun guy to play with. He was, uh, I didn't really coach him in high school because I was the JV coach, but I knew him in high school. Oh, he's always a funny guy. Um, like I said, teammates all, you know, got along there, you know, it's one of those guys everyone loved. He's done a great job, no doubt about it, over the years there and turning uh, Pittsburgh into a perennial power every year here in the Bay Area. He, uh, he obviously had some, some nice words to say about uh, you guys as well. You, you, you should. <laughs> as the listeners are about to find out, you and Coach Galley share a fantasy football team together. You wanted us to ask him about that, and he told us to tell you just, just plan on drafting Justin Fields. So that's what he always says to me. We got first. We got to get bears, which always puts us behind the eight ball. Okay, uh, we 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 actually the band's getting better and getting back together this year. We had to break the league we were in broke up. It was Vic, me, and Maurice Jones Drew, and they always got all bitter because we had inside information with Maurice. <laughs> Be honest, to full disclosure, we did have some inside inside information with Maurice, no doubt about it. Uh, but uh, we always had to talk him off the ledge of getting all these bears all the time. It was always hilarious, but. He just likes to yell at people. I don't know if you know, just anything to yell about. He gets, you know what? And it's crazy, you know, like, uh, it's kind of my fault too on some of the stuff. Cause I'm a big bear fan. Everybody knows I'm a Chicago bear fan. And I always want to draft bears and their offense is always so terrible. Hopefully Justin Fields can make a difference now. But uh, yeah, he just, he thinks he has all the ideas, but I, I, you know, I have, I have some good ones too, but he just wants to yell at me for the bad ones. <laughs> this game Friday, you know, I have a rooting interest that both teams play well. If it was up to me, it'd be 28 to 28. I do not like to see Spar old Spartans lose. I got no pleasure of beating our old players. That was the one thing I did not like about coaching. I did not like, Oh, we're playing our former guys, you know, cause I know how hard they work and, that was the hardest thing playing against your former players because, you know, you, you, we built such great relationship with these guys. You really don't get it. It's not really fun to be uh, your players. Now, if it was someone I grew up with, that would be fun. But you know, <laughs> as I've coached that, that, it's just not fun for me. It's for us for me to do that, be a part of that. But uh, this week, you know, we got two former players. I have, you know, I'm rooting for both of them to have great games, but you know, you can't take sides. It's just too hard. Well, we asked uh, about Vic and you alluded to it uh, already, but uh, with Patrick Walsh on the other sideline, I'm curious as to uh, your kind of history with Patrick and um, to maybe tell us a little bit about the, um, especially this last year, Patrick has really stepped forward, not just as a football coach, which everyone has always known, that he's a good football coach, um, but as a, a leader of the football community in California, Patrick, I think, is well-established as that after what we've gone through this last year and a half. So um, tell us a little bit about, uh, about Patrick from your perspective. Right. Well, you know, Patrick played for us, obviously, and then he, he coached with us for uh, a number of years. And uh I would say, you know, uh, the two guys, you know, Patrick would, I would say he has kind of like more my personality uh, on the football field and coaching. 
you know, he's a, a ball of passion, always has been as a player. He was it that way. Vic was, you know, kind of a Vic was a you know good wide receiver for us and played DB, but he was a little more laid back. Patrick was always uh, you know, the fireball, uh, team dinners, game day, um, you know, and that is, you know, like I always say, you know, leopard doesn't change his spots and that's just the, you know, he went a life with, a, a, you know, a tremendous amount of gusto. So when he took the charge, you know, to let them play, that did like, it wasn't like, wow, Patrick's doing that. I mean, that wasn't surprising at all that he would lead that charge because whatever he gets himself involved in, he goes out, you know, goes into it full bore, um, whether it's his, uh, you know, football teams, whether it's for the kids. He's gone in full board with his, you know, his business with Next Level. I mean, he's just a guy with a, a bundle of energy. And if you give him a cause, I mean, that's the guy you want to lead the charge. You know, he used to say, you want to score, hand Patrick the ball. I mean, if you want to, you want to get things done, that's just the, that's Patrick's personality. And, uh, you know, they're, so they're kind of two opposites of the spectrum, yet they, they both do a, a great, you know, and Bob Latticer was not a, you know, a fiery guy, you know, I was kind of that guy for him. And that's kind of like their personalities. Vic's more like Bob and Patrick's more like me. So it's kind of interesting. I would like to say that you, uh, in our very, I'm going to do a, uh, one of our shameless plugs now, but in the very first podcast that Sports Stars did, uh, in our other podcast, Sports Stories, that we we had you and Coach Latticer on to talk about Patrick Welsh because it was right during the heart of the let them play movement. And you guys told a fantastic story that exemplified the intensity of Patrick as a, as a player and as a person. And people definitely will put a link up on the website that you guys should definitely check that out. Cause it's uh it was pretty good. Yeah. Well, the, if you think about all that's, I remember that story as well about team dinner and stuff. Yeah. And, the papers on the wall. Yeah. The, the, you know, you think about how many kids or how many, you know, the athletes I've heard speak at team dinners. You can remember what someone said at a team dinner of 1991. <laughs> it must have had, must have had a pretty good meaning to it. And it must have uh, made it, you know, something that really memorable for you, for us as coaches to remember something like that. Well, this uh, this Friday, they'll lock up. Uh, Sarah and Pittsburgh will lock up in one of uh, the places that I know Chase and I both absolutely love to watch high school football, Pirate Stadium. And, um, you know, we, we found out that it won't necessarily be a capacity crowd. They're going to uh, limit fans um, for this week's game. But we did want to get your take, um, having coached uh, there in scrimmages every year and seen your share of football in Pirate Stadium. What is the atmosphere? What kind of a difference does that make for Pittsburgh getting a chance to play at home? Oh, well, you know, okay. First of all, when you think Pittsburgh, now you got to think, I'm thinking this as a fan now, okay? Not just as a coach. First of all, the food at Pitt High is unbelievable. Number two, um, Amador, Logan, Pittsburgh. Best bands, I mean, the just great bands that add to the atmosphere uh, of the team. As a matter of fact, I think uh, Pitt's the only place I know of where Vic got a delay penalty because his band did not get off the field. <laughs> it's like, hey, bro, this is 
Big Ben, we're not getting off the field. We're done. And they did go to the Macy's Parade and all that in New York. So this is a legit band. But they got a legit band, which, I mean, it's just a great, you know, the Pittsburgh Marching Band. Everyone knows about the Pittsburgh Marching Band. So that adds to it. And then, and then you have uh, uh, a, a fan base. It's incredible, right? I mean, these Pittsburgh, some Pittsburgh bands go back 40, 50 years. It's just, you know, the, the community itself, it's, there's people know everyone. I don't know anybody in Pittsburgh that doesn't know everybody else in Pittsburgh. It's just hilarious how they all know each other. So it's a tight knit community, which is great. You know, if this was, this is like, to me, Pittsburgh High School is kind of like uh, what you would feel like to be in Georgia or Texas or Ohio, these small communities that have their football teams. And uh, it is, it's a great atmosphere. I, uh, be honest with you, you know, you don't like always going on the road. I personally, as a coach, and people think I'm nuts, but I loved playing there because of the atmosphere. I knew it was going to be a great crowd. Um, I know it was not going to be, you know, a home crowd in our favor, but the excitement gets your players going. So I personally always love playing in Pittsburgh because there are always a lot of people there. You never look in the Pittsburgh stands and go, where is everybody? <laughs> it's just a, a great place to play a high school football game. And well, that was uh, some great insight, as always, from Coach Edson. What uh, the, the listening public didn't get to hear was uh, off recording afterwards uh, in talking about football games that may or may not be on Coffee TV 20. Uh, Coach Edson lambasting me for not being a fan of creature features. Uh, so when we have, hopefully, when we have an outtakes reel at some point, uh, maybe that'll make it in. But um, we are back for another week of picks chase i i can't recall how we did last week i think we each went two and one if memory serves or three and one yeah we picked four last week so we went three and one we both got our locks right and uh, we uh we will we will keep a uh we'll keep a scoreboard on the uh on the podcast homepage on sports stars mag so the readers can follow follow along with our success or failures scoreboard <laughs> so we have a, a, a list of seven games that we're going to pick from this week. We'll each pick three, and then we're going to introduce a new element at the end. Um, but the list of games we're going to pick from will be Sarah at Pittsburgh, uh, number one, De La Salle, going to number six, St. Mary's of Stockton. Uh, number nine, San Ramon Valley is hosting Vintage of Napa in Danville. Uh, number 12, Edison is heading to Oakdale. Uh Really good Sac Joaquin section matchup. Number 17, Oak Ridge uh, at number 18, Vacaville. Uh, number five, Rockland at Capital Christian. And uh, in the CCS, number eight, Valley Christian heading to Wilcox. And so, Chase, since you have already uh, declared that you are going to shrink from the fight that is Sarah at Pittsburgh, you have the honors uh, on the first tee this week. Fair enough, fair enough. I will just get this out of the way, and I will I will put my name next to the mighty Spartans of De La Salle. What a shock. <laughs> it seems like there's some pundit sentiment uh, that this is the year a NorCal opponent opponent finally gets the Spartans. And as much as I like St. Mary's this year, I don't but I don't I don't think the Rams get any closer than the eight points they came within last spring. So I say De La Salle by 10. Strong. 
I am not picking uh, the De La Salle St. Mary's game um, because many, many years ago, I went out on a limb and picked the very Sarah Padres that will be playing at Pittsburgh um, and De La Salle rolled to a victory and I was uh, ridiculed to no end for picking against De La Salle. Now, I don't think this is that situation. Uh, if I was picking that game, I would not pick St. Mary's, um, but I am not going to shrink from the fight. Uh, because I am not going to have to go stand on the sideline in Pittsburgh. So I can throw caution to the wind here. Um, and it's the game of the week. You know, I'm not going to run away from the fact that these are absolutely two of the best teams that you will see all season long. Um, Patrick Walsh and the Padres are really, really, really good. And we sat in Coach Galley's office yesterday and he told us Pittsburgh is going to be good. They could be good. They have the P word potential but they're not where he wants them to be yet. But if we truly believe this is one of those special years at Pirate Stadium, I think they're going to step up in situations like these. Give me the home team. Give me the Pirates. And if I am wrong come next week, then it will be because Sarah is a very, very good football team. I, for my next one, I, I'm going to give you my luck for the week. I'm going to go with Sarah Valley. I don't feel super great about it. I like the fact that the Wolves are at home, but Vintage really embraced uh, an us-against-the-world vibe last season and just decimated spring opponents. So I think the Crushers are going to channel that no-respect mentality again, and I, I wouldn't want them lining up across from me on a night where I don't have my A game. So all that said, beating Saramon Valley and its 15 returning starters on the road is a tough ask any week, and especially for a season opener. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock up Saramon Valley. Let's do it. Now, I will underscore what I said last week. We do not – I get this list of games, and we do not talk about this beforehand. Uh, I will also give you my lock. I will also go with San Ramon Valley as my lock, and that is much more an indictment this week of the strength of schedule than it is anything else. Yeah. I couldn't find – I didn't want to put a lock on this game. I don't want to put a lock on any of these games, to be perfectly honest. What a week of football. But you referenced some of the key points. 15 returning starters for San Ramon Valley, a third-year quarterback, a heck of a running back in Zadarian Nardi, a road grader up front in Jackson Brown. Uh, vintage is going to be good this year, but San Ramon Valley's at home. The Danville crowd is going to be back in force. It's always a good atmosphere uh, at San Ramon Valley. Yep. I'm, I'm locking in San Ramon, and I am just like you. I'm not feeling good about it. Do you want to lead, lead our, uh, our, our last round? Yes, and I'm going boomer bust this week um, because uh, I'm taking potentially, uh, outside of the Pittsburgh-Sarah game, this is the game that is absolutely a coin flip, but I have a reason for it, so bear with me. I wanted to stick in the SJS because we did so well last week and I'm not traditionally an SJS guy. So I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, I am going to pick the Oak Ridge Vacaville game. And I'm going to do that because I want to shine a light on how good a matchup this is. Casey Taylor takes over at Oak Ridge last week, 42 to nothing win. Uh, last week, if you'll recall, I locked in Vacaville over Davis and they showed up with a 45-8 to eight win over Davis. Darian Leon Guerrero had 162 yards on the ground, three scores on just eight carries, and Ryan Vaughn accounted for four touchdowns, two in the air, two rushing. 
This is a coin flip, but I locked him in last week. I'm not locking him in this week. I'm going with Vacaville. It's a home game for the Bulldogs, uh, so I'm sticking with them. And again, just like with Sarah and Pittsburgh, it's boomer bust for me this week. I could go 0-3 in a heartbeat, but uh, I'm not going to run away from the tough calls. I'm making a tough call too, although not in that game. I'm, I'm going out on a limb, and I, I am actually going to take Oakdale. So much about this matchup feels like a trap game for Edison. They've got to be sky high after taking down Crosstown Media, Darlings Lincoln, but now they have to go on the road to a notoriously difficult environment. The corral is, is you know, one of those, uh, you know, rural community stadiums that fills up, big environment. I'm sure the tri-tip is great there, just like it's great uh, at Pittsburgh and at Liberty and Brentwood. So I don't know. It's going to be tough. But, you know, you go from, from beating Lincoln, who plays a totally different style of offense that you're going to have to face against Oakdale. And you can't really, you know, that, that Oakdale offense uh, is a downhill running game, lots of, lots of uh, play fakes. It's just really hard to practice for, even when conditions are perfect. So I'm getting nuts this week, and I'm calling an upset at the corral. Lock, lock those picks in. What a week. Yeah, those are going to be – that's going to be some interesting results there for sure. Now All right, tell, a, us about, been, tell us about the new – oh, go ahead. Yeah, we have a new segment. Uh, and we, we were sitting here talking last night uh, about a way in which to shine the spotlight on some schools that maybe don't always get – uh, that spotlight. Um, I think we can both speak from experience when we say some of the absolute best times we've had covering high school football are in the places that nobody would necessarily think to go on a regular basis. And so we could sit here and pick all the big games every week um, and, and speak from some position of twisted uh, uh, experience on, on that. But we're going to try something new this week. We'll see if it sticks. We're going to do three rapid fire games. We have not seen these from the other person. Uh, and they're going to be schools that we, we know and, uh, and schools that maybe you wouldn't be thinking of their game this week. So I will let you fire away at me first. I am anxious to hear what you <laughs> have selected. Uh, I have a feeling I know what one of them will be. Um, but let's see what you got, and let's see how wrong I can be in rapid-fire succession. All right, here we go. So rules of rapid-fire, not a whole, not a whole lot of explanation. You just, I give you the, I give you the, the matchup. You fire away with the team, and we just go. It's boom, 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 right? So I picked these three games because they're all games that I'm legitimately, legitimately curious about. And like, if I was in a newsroom and I was on the on the bottom of the totem pole or something and couldn't go out to the, the number one game of the week. These are some of the games that I would be, I would be rooting to get to because I think they're good matchups. So here we go. Monta Vista at Antioch. Uh, Monta Vista. Grant at Indercombe. Oh, that's one that I was going to give you. That's all right. Uh, uh, Indercombe. Windsor at East Union. Ooh. Windsor, Paul Cronin. All right. You passed. I, I put in a Valley Oak League there for you. You, you did. You did. Yeah. Um, all right. I've got three games for you. And I did not go necessarily with games that I would have uh, considered. But I, I have reasoning for all three of them. And I'll give them in short order. Fantastic. 
Uh, the first game, CCS, Oak Grove at Los Gatos. Los Gatos. Now, I picked this because Oak Grove used to be uh, a team that we paid a lot of attention to, and it's yep. a traditional matchup. So yep. good game in the CCS. Absolutely. Um, They've got Jake Rip. My there guy. you go. That's right. your guy. Grant at Intercom. <laughs> Intercom. Hey. No, no explanation necessary. Remember, <laughs> la- remember last week I stayed away from the Elk Grove game because of Reggie Harris and Intercom, and they were victorious. Uh, wrap one up here. Great NCS matchup. Underrated game. Justin Siena of Napa at Fortuna. Oh man, Fortuna. That Fortuna. that's I'm going with them because that's my Humboldt County. Uh, I, I I went to Humboldt State. Got I got a little bit. Of, I've covered my share of, of Fortuna games at Fortuna in my early early career with the Eureka Time Standard. So I'm going to give the nod to the Fortuna Huskies. Uh, they're a good program. Fortuna is, uh, if you believe the ratings uh, on Cal Preps this year, Fortuna is up. They have a good, uh, good squad, and I think Justin Siena is always pretty good. So that's a good matchup for so sure. That's a, that's a good game going a little bit north. The one game that neither of us touched um, that I strongly believe is a real good indication of what is coming in the season to come is Marine Catholic at El Cerrito, and I'm not going to pick that game uh, for obvious reasons, but. I think that has a chance to be a real sneaky good game this week because there's a ton of talent on both those teams. Well, that was fun. I like that. I like the blind rapid fire. We'll do, we'll be doing that every week uh, until we run out of uh, teams that we have personal (laughs) connections to. (laughs) That should wrap up our mega, our mega episode here that we, you know, to kick off Bay area football and and keeps the sack Joaquin section football commentary rolling. That was a good one. You have some uh, exciting news for the listeners on where they can find us these days. I absolutely do. First of all, we want to thank Coach Galley for his hospitality and candor, as well as Coach Terry Edson for just showing up. Coach Edson constantly wants to know if we're gaining any listeners, and we're happy to say we are on several listening platforms now, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Public. So, uh, we will have links to all of those um, all of the, links to all of those platforms that'll take you directly to our show on the Sports Stars Mag episode uh, sportsstarsmag.com episode page. Uh, so you can go to whichever of those platforms that you prefer. Hopefully you you subscribe and you rate us, give us the big thumbs up or the five stars or whatever. We'd be super duper uh, happy about that. Uh, we build seven Friday night using Anchor. You can leave a voice message for us by visiting anchor.fm slash the number seven Friday night. Uh, you can go there, you can leave a voice message, tell us, hey, come out to our practice, cover our team. Uh, we'll give you great content and we'll probably come. That's, that's how that'll work. Each of our episodes also get their own dedicated page on Sports Stars Magazine's uh, home site of sportsstarsmag.com. And you can stream the episode from there, find links to the various other platforms, which I already said, and then We'll also put up episode extras. And for instance, this week, we've got links and videos from uh, the Sports Stories podcast episode I referenced that featured Coach Edson telling a story from uh, Patrick Walsh's playing days. And we'll also have our pick scoreboard up there, provide a link to writer Mike Wood's feature on Sarah for some from pregame reading on Friday night. Our cover art was designed by me. 
using a photo for the, by the late great Norbert von der Groben. Uh, and our killer theme music was written and performed by the great Dustin Phillips. That's right. He plays a killer bass for the cover band Popular Demand, which is based in Sacramento. And we plan to have him on the show at some point uh, once he has some dates that he can promote. Uh, that'll be a fun hang. I don't know. Final thoughts, Ben? Hey, get out and see some football. Uh, it's it, no matter where you are in Northern California this week, there is high school football. Um, as referenced earlier, I have no idea where I'm going yet. So uh, if you want to call the the Sports Stars hotline and uh, <laughs> and show for your for me to show up at your school, go for it. Uh, alternatively, uh, if you want to hit me on the Twitters, uh, I'll give you Chase's home phone number. So you, <laughs> you can call Sports Stars that way too. You can um, definitely follow us on Twitter too. I'll, uh, I'm um, I'm at uh, Chase Bryson, C H A C E B R Y S O N, no spaces. And uh, Ben, you are at Ben underscore Enos. There you go. Uh, and you can follow Sports Stars Mag at Sports Stars Mag. There you go. And follow us. Follow along on Friday night. We'll be tweeting up a storm. <laughs> All right, fans. We'll see you next week. Let's roll, boys. <laughs> <laughs>